So last week we reviewed, we started the chapter 16 on Shmuel Bet, where we saw a few of the people that were coming towards David, and one of them was Tziva. The Tziva we saw previously, that in a few chapters ago, that was um, one of the people that served uh, Shaul or Yonatan. Who was Tziva? He was the caretaker of Mephibosheth. Okay, but, he, but the son of Yonatan. Okay, so when he was in charge of his son of Mephibosheth, he took advantage of him, and he didn't, uh, he, when, the, when he approached David, he was more or less taking over all his uh, uh, assets and, and land, and David put him on the right place, and brought Mephibosheth to sit at his table and gave him the right position. So now, here he's coming towards David, and he's offering, David support, and when David asks him, where is your master, what does he say? He David says, turns against you. he is turning against you, he stayed uh, in Jerusalem because he wants to be with Absalom. In a very, very, very surprising way, we see that David acts absolutely against all what we know, against his own character and his personality, and he takes what Siva is saying without checking and he says, what does he tell Tziva? Now you get everything that belongs to Mephibosheth. Okay? And our Chachayim are very critical of David Amelech. And here they say, this is the, we will see the damage that is causes it, him in the future. Our Chachamim, we will see it then, speak in regards to this about the great damages of receiving, accepting Lashonara. So he accepted, it's like imagine you go to a reunion and they speak bad about somebody that is not here. And then you go home, you tell your husband, I cannot believe that she's acting in this way. How come she's doing this? And I, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna start taking distance from her. And then you go and you take, tell your mama. Then you go, you are absolutely accepting what you heard as facts. And you took that lashonara as, as real facts. And when very often it can be just otsachemra that people are uh, inventing the facts and bringing a bad name to that person. Okay, anyways, then we saw... Sorry, before you yes. continue, they didn't try to rationalize why he was so naive about this? We tried to speak. We said, what did we say? What did we say? Why did David accept the arguments of Tziva? We said that that shows us how vulnerable David was and how eager was he to get anybody that would support him in these times where everybody turned against him. Okay, so now, oh, now, another, another character that is uh, coming to David, look at Pasuk Hey. It's page 309, right? Yes, Again, another person from Shaul. Also, is from Bet Shaul, and he comes doing what? Cursing. Cursing the king. Vaisakel ba'avanim et David. More than that, what does he do? Stones. He pelted David, like he, he throws stones at David. Vet kol avde amelech David, and all his servants. Vechol ha'am, vechol ha'gibolim mimino mismolo. And all of the King David's servants and with stones, as well as all the people and the soldiers to his right and to his left. Pasuk 7. 
וכה אמר שמעי בקללו, צא צא איש הדמים ואיש הבליעל. What did he say? Go out, go out, you man of bloodshed, you baseman. ישיב עליך השם כל דמי בית שאול אשר מלכת תחתיו. אה, now you are getting from השם. השם is repaying you for all the blood of the house of Shaul, the house that you took, that you have reigned, that you stole from him, and has given over the kingdom into the hand of Avshalom, your son. ויאמר אבישי, sorry, ויתן השם את המלוכה באבשלום בנך, והנך ברעתך, כי איש דמים אתה. You are, what are you? A man of bloodshed. Was David a man of bloodshed? Yes. David practically had shed a lot of blood in the wars that he had to, to fight, but it was never against Shaul, the opposite. David was always very protective of Shaul, the king. He never stole from him. We know we, when we studied uh, in Shmuel Aleph at the beginning of Shmuel Aleph, how many opportunities David had to actually kill the king, to actually steal the, the crown from him, and he never did that. But this is what he's getting. Vaitena, sorry, Pasuk Tet, Vayomer Avishai ben Suruyai lamelech, Lama yikale lakelev amet hazeh, et Adoni amelech, Eberana veasid et rosho. So Avishai ben Suruyai says, I, I cannot accept this person cursing you, my king. Let me, my king, let me go and take, his, uh, take off his head. Vayomer amelech, What is this matter to me or to you, the sons of Tzruya? I read the translation. So shall he curse, for Hashem has said to him, curse David, who can then say, why have you done this? David then said to Abishai and all his servants, Here my own son who has issued from my innards seeks my life. So what now of this Benjamite? Let him be, let him curse, for Hashem has told him to. I'm sorry, I skipped the Hebrew. והשיבה שם לטובה תחת קללתו היום הזה. What is David telling to בני צרויה? That wanted to kill שמעי בן גדה. He's like, what is with you, you בני צרויה? First of all, you בני צרויה are always... You're like trouble, like they're... Bring him trouble. Who was צרויה? His sister. His sister, בני צרויה. This is his nephew. So there were three brothers. And they were very, very, we saw it uh, previously, that they were very uh, They're aggressive. Very aggressive, very easy to, to act, to take the justice into their hand and act for them was killing the adversary. So he said to them, why would you want to kill him? Let him be. And what is David's argument? He, said, he tells them, my own son is against me. Are we going to take now to the heart, the fact that one person is cursing. Like, what is a curse? What are these words compared to the fact that my own son, my own son is rebelling against me? And something very interesting, David says, perhaps if I don't do anything, if I take this, what will happen? Hashem will repay me with goodness instead of his curse. Perhaps this is going to be part of the Yisurim, of the suffering that I'm supposed to go through. So let me pass through them 
And then Hashem perhaps will already forgive me and, and have a, a way to give me good against this klala, this curse. So then they continue. So David is doing something. David is not uh, allowing his people to punish this man, Shim'i ben Gera, that is cursing him. We will see in the future when Shlomo, David's son, is taking over and when David is giving him all the instructions, all the legacy that he's leaving him, all the cheshbonot that he has to take care of, all the things that David left unfinished, one of the things that David asked from him is to take care of Shimi ben Gera, and to punish him. That's a punish. Yes, yes. We will see it in the future. But I'm telling you, David at this moment understands he has this level of acceptance. Hashem is putting me now in this position. I'm supposed to be running away. I'm supposed to be uh, humiliated. I'm supposed to be cursed. It's coming from Hashem. It's not coming from him. So he is accepting and he's going through it. Okay? Um, not that he just said one time the curse. He continues. Like imagine you go in middle neck and from the other side of the street somebody is screaming at you and you, you just don't pay attention and you continue walking and the other person is walking parallel to you and continues to say whatever they want to say. So this is what he's doing. Is continuing uh, uh, cursing and throwing stones, iparve uh, afar and throwing dirt. Okay, they continue. So they uh, come in Bahurim, this specific place. They come exhausted and they rested there. So we finish to see what happens in the side of David. If you have to describe in two sentences, how is David and his people at this point? Are we, are we just read, they are exhausted, they are tired, they are humiliated, they are running away, they are fugitives. They're not in their best state of mind. Now let's go to the other camp, to the camp of Absalom. Absalom and all the people, are coming to Jerusalem. And who is with Avshalom? Achitofel. Achitofel, we said last time, used to be David's right, advisor, yeah. and he was the, the grandfather of Bathsheba. Of Bathsheba. Okay, is that a Midrash or that? Oh, no, you said that's actually the, stated. In Debreamim, in you find that. Now, I, I, I heard Shurim where they bring me the Rashim that they say that Achitofel was such a good advisor, it was known that his advices, his etzot, were really, really good and very uh, efficient, to the point that if somebody would ask him some, something and he would give an answer, he would say, go and check in the Urim and Tumim, and people would get the same answer. He had that vision and that ability to give a good advice. So now, who is Avshalom encountering? Avshalom is encountering Hushai the Arki, who was 
Hushai the architect. Who's David's friend who was planted as a spy. Exactly. He came oh, to David. Yeah. He wanted to go with David into exile. David told him, no, no, this is not helping me. I'd rather you going back to Yerushalayim and be near Avshalom, and you will help me by sending me information through the Kohanim, Kohanim right? So he's starting his work. Hushai comes to Avshalom and he tells him, Yechia Melech, Yechia Melech. God saved the king. He's calling Absalom the king. the king, which is saying, I accept you. You are the king now. You are the king de facto. This is how you behave with your friend. Who is his friend? David. David, my father. Why didn't you go with him? So Hushai tells Absalom, no, like he is not my friend. I, I don't have to go with him because whoever Hashem chose and whoever the people, the people are choosing. You remember that we said that for the king of Israel to be the king of Israel in its two conditions, to be chosen by Hashem and to be chosen and accepted by the people. So he's kind of telling him, you, you got that. The fact that you are here in Yerushalayim means that Hashem is with you. And the fact that all these people are with you means that they are supporting you. Pay attention. I, I didn't read this, but I just see it now. I will be to him. We have a kri uchtiv. It's written like lamed aleph, like lo, no. And lamed vav is to him. It sounds the same. Lo, lo, can be to him, and it can be no. So why is it brought like kriuktiv to tell us he's saying to him I will be, which means I am with you, but in his mind he's lo, no, no way I'm going to be with you. Veshanit lemi and who's and besides of that he's telling Avshalom, who am I serving? This is not something so crazy that I'm following you, that I want to serve you. You are his son. Like, even if I was David's uh, friend, I am now supporting his son. I'm not supporting a stranger. So here is Avshalom. He's with Achitofel. And they say, okay, what next? We are in Yerushalayim. My father ran away. We got what we wanted. How do we continue? Pay attention to Atzat Achitofel. Vayomer Achitofel el Avshalom, and Achitofel tells Avshalom, Boel pilakshe avicha, asherimiach lishmor abayit, consort with your father's concubines, whom he left to keep the house. Veshama kol Israel ki nivashta et avicha, vechazeku yede kol asher itach. All of Israel will hear that you have totally, totally repudiated your father, and all who are with you, will strengthen their resolve. I think there is a, an alakha that uh, uh, to be with the wife of the king, let's say a king dies or whatever, his wives can only be with another king. To be able to be with the women of the king, you have to be at the level of a king. So Achitofel is telling Shalom, go be with these women. And this is just, we are like, stating in fact that you are the king. So what is this going to do? Why, why do I want you to be with the, your father's concubines? Not to punish him, not only to punish him. What does he say? Two things he says. People will see 
for people will see. All of Israel will hear that you have totally repudiated your father, and all who are with you will strengthen their resolve. So people will see that you are, this is serious. You didn't just come here for a, for a while. You are going to uh, really act in ways that show that you are not anymore with your father. Well, doesn't it also, when if, if a man, like a man and a woman were married, and then a woman were to marry someone else, she can never go back and marry that first husband. Doesn't this kind of, the same thing kind of apply? Meaning like, these women will never be able to go back to David's house? Okay, so I don't know how it works with the concubines of the king. I don't know. And I don't think that that was Ahitophel's uh, goal. Ahitophel's goal was really reinforce Absalom's position of the next, as the next king. And what we know, and it's not said here, is that by him doing this, what is happening? He's, he's breaking ties, for sure. The nevoah of Nathan. Oh, that it, within your own home, uh, someone will come You out. remember that Nathan said, yeah. you did it, Beseter. I'm gonna do it, they're gonna do it to in your in women yeah. in front of everyone in your own house. So let's see what happens now. Uh, so they pitched a tent on the roof for Absalom. Imagine the, the, the scene. All of Israel can see the roof. They pitch a tent on the roof for Absalom. Uh, and he consorted with his father's concubines in front of all Israel. Next, next, I don't know if, how long it took him, if it was throughout a few days, or I don't know how it was, but it was Lenekol Israel in front of everyone. But, and look what the Navi is saying now. The pasuk that is coming now is written by the narrator. This is what I just told you before. Now, the counsel of Achitofel that he advised in those days was as if someone would inquire of the word of God that was the, all the counsel of Ahitophel, both to David and to Absalom, which means not only the power of the advice that advice was good, but the way people would take his advice and would listen to it. Gabby, any perush that you have to share yeah, with us? Okay, this. we're waiting no, for it. No, it's, it's, saying, um, it's saying what you said. It's saying that um, it's filling out Natan's prophecy and that the roof, I mean, I guess it's a midrash, it says the roof that he pitched the tent was the same roof where David saw Bathsheba. Wow. Wow, that's a beautiful point to, to realize. From that roof, when David was walking, he saw Bathsheba. So it's happening there, midah keneged midah. Okay, so we finished the chapter, chapter 16, and we have time so we can continue the next chapter, chapter 17. So now it continues. Uh, remember, they arrived to Jerusalem and they need to, to establish themselves Absalom needs to establish himself as the king of Israel. What is the problem of Absalom? What is his problem at this point? He's not Mashiach Hashem. Okay, he's not Mashiach Hashem, but let's say practically speaking. Like, yes, he went to Jerusalem, he took over the palace, he took over the women, but he who? Have everyone he doesn't have everyone's support, especially what is there? David, David has a group of, of men with him. Wait, I thought they left. They left, but they can come back. Mm -hmm. It's not that they disappeared. 
they present a threat. So let's see what is the next advice. That Achitofel gives to Avshalom. By Yom Achitofel Avshalom, Evcharanash nemasar elef ish veakuma verdefa chare David alayla. Achitofel tells Avshalom, let me choose twelve thousand men, and I will arise and chase after David tonight. Now. Vavo alav. והוא יגע ורפי ידיים, ואחרדתי אותו, ונס כל העם אשר איתו, והכיתי את המלך לבדו. I will come upon him while he is exhausted and weak-handed. I will frighten him so that all the people who are with him will flee. And I will strike down only the king. What is Achitofel so against him? Why is Achitofel so much against him? Okay, first of all, even if we forget about Batsheva, Achitofel is with Avshalom. Like imagine, you know, two people are playing chess. One has the black, one has the white, and you are helping the one with the black, but then you decide to go to help the other one, then you become the enemy of the black. Like now I'm with Avshalom, and I am an advisor. My job is to advise in a way that I'm going to make Avshalom win. This is how, how Achitofel works. But if he had the nevuah that he could see everything... We didn't, we didn't, no, 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 don't, don't misunderstand. It doesn't mean that he had a nevuah. It means that he had a very good vision and people really took it as nevuah. He was usually right in the way he would advise. Do they say that he was right about what he did in this instance? In no, what? With the previous incident with the woman. Okay, with the we know, we know that this was, you know, it's so interesting. In Tanakh, we find this so often, that you can see and understand the events in different levels. Think about Yosef and his brothers, or Shiavud Mitzrayim. Why did we end up slaves in Egypt? So one answer could be, because Hashem already promised to Abraham in Berit Benavetarim, you shall know that your descendants are going to be they're going to be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. That could be the reason. Another reason could be uh, because Hashem wants Am Israel to be born in the midst of suffering and slavery because Hashem wants them to be very, very sensitive. As we, as, and there's another point we say, no, why did it happen? Because the, the brothers and Yosef hated each other, and they sold Yosef, and that made everybody come down to Egypt, and one thing brought to the other one, then they established themselves there. So there is always the direct reasons, the direct cause. The direct cause was Yosef was sold in Egypt. We came down to, to get food, and then, like, they, they he, how you say, he, uh, told, him who, told him who he was and he invited them to live in Egypt and they came and they established themselves and then it happened. They were there and then Yosef, but oh, the one that didn't know Yosef started and came and etc. 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 So what is really the reason for why we were slaves in Egypt? All of them together. All the reasons are, are, are real. It's this and this and this. So what happens uh, here? But they said if his vision was always correct, why was his vision so wrong this time? Like why would, you Who know? said that it was wrong? For the sake, listen, listen, listen. For the sake of for the sake of Avshalom's success, he was giving him the best advice. The best advice for you, for reinforce your positions, 
for people to recognize that but, you took over. I mean, like as a man, as a man of Hashem, not, not as. I, a, nobody says he's a man of Hashem. He's not. Uh, he's not acknowledged here as a navi. He's not a navi. We will see. You know what? When you continue, you will understand better. So what happens now? Um, he wants to go and to to, to just hit the chase, king alone, chase David and and, and kill, kill him alone. Kill him alone. It's very interesting. I don't. I didn't get why does he's so sure that all the people will flee and he Except will he will be the only one to be uh, killed. I, okay, that's what he says. And then on pasuk shalosh gimel he says vashiva chola melecha. He says, and there is not going to be bloodshed. Nobody's going to be killed. Only the king. And, and the opposite, all the people, when they see that the king is killed, they're going to come to you. I'm bringing them all to you, and you're going to be the king. When everyone will have returned, So Avshalom, this proposal was proper in the eyes of Avshalom and in the eyes of the, all the elders of Israel. He loved the idea. But, yes, to kill his dad. That was the terrible situation. Absalom was willing to kill his dad. He was absolutely... And Zikne Israel approved it. Like, it's... Yeah. Elders of Israel, listen. Once you are enemies, you are enemies. But li- li- look how beautiful. But what did David do? Nothing. Look, look what happens. Look how beautiful it is. Absalom then said... Call now Hushai the Archite also. Let's call also, sorry, Arki, Hushai the Arki. Why? Because Hushai, that was David's friend, showed Avshalom that he's now supporting him. I want to listen also to him. So Hushai comes to Avshalom and Avshalom tells him, listen, so and so Achitofel is advising to us to do. What do you think? Should I follow up with his advice or not? Tell me your idea. Mm, I don't think it's a good advice. So Hushai is very, very smart. He tells Avshalom, you know your father and his men, like I'm going to advise you in things that you know, like he's giving Avshalom a good feeling. You know, you, you have some uh, intelligence and knowledge of your father that perhaps Achitofel didn't have. You know that they are mighty men, his men, and that they are as embittered as a bereft bear in the field. When you are bitter, you, are, you have nothing to lose, like you are going to, to give your life, right? Your father is a skilled warrior. He will not sleep with the people. Behold, he is now, where is that? Vugam ben chayla sherlibo kelevarie himes himas kiyodekol israel kikibola dijo ben chayla sherlito He's now hiding in one of the pits or in one of the other hiding places. When the first soldiers fall, whoever hears will say, there has been a calamity among the people who are with Absalom. I think I'm not reading the right translation. 
Even if someone is a valiant man whose heart is like a lion's heart, it will certainly melt, for all of Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, as are the soldiers who are with him. So what is it saying? I, I skipped a pasuk in Hebrew, but did you understand or, should I have to, or do I have to repeat it again? So he's saying like this, your dad is not gonna sleep in the middle of the field. He's very smart, he's a warrior with experience. His men are very mighty. Even if he, and, and he's hiding, and in the moment that somebody dies or something happens, he, they will come and they will tell him. And he's not going to just be afraid. Everybody knows that he is very, very brave. So he says, I'm gonna give you a different advice. This is not a good advice. You're not gonna be successful. Do you think that if you come with a big amount of people, they're gonna run away and leave the king? He's, first of all, he's hiding. Then they're not going to be uh, uh, afraid and run away. He says, let me give you another advice. So the first thing that Ahitophel is doing, I'm still not translating, is trying to gain some time. Nichoshai, sorry. Achitofel wanted to act tonight. Now, let's go. Let's catch him. Hushai is saying, no, 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 no. You have to be much more organized. We're speaking about David. David that people used to sing about him against Shaul. You remember? That Shaul would kill the hundreds and David the thousands. David is known to have fought with Goliath, to have fought with... You, you cannot just like this. You need to take an army, gather all of Israel, gather soldiers, get ready, get prepared. And what you are getting, you are getting time for David. Uh, and then he says, mm -hmm. then, Pasuk 12, He is not advising to kill only David, is advising a total invasion and killing David and all his men. And if he will be brought into a city, all of Israel will muster battalions to that city and we will drag its wall to the ravine until not even a pebble will be found there. So look what happens now. Avshalom and all the men of Israel said, what do they say? What do you think? What would you choose? What do you think is a better advice? Achitofels or Hushai? Hushai sounds better because you're going to kill more of David's supporters. So, but they want to have supporters. You want to, to bring all of Israel to support you. So why does Hushai sound better? What is Hushai better in what sense? He's the man that knows David. He's telling Avshalom, you know your father. He's speaking with him with a sense of preparation, but, but Achitofel is speaking about the surprise factor. We're going to fall on them. It's gonna be something that we're not gonna give him time. He will, we will catch him, we will kill the king. But it's not, it's not happening. And this is something beautiful, what is coming now. This is one of the few places, and there is other places in the, Torah, in the Tanakh, that we see the Katuv telling us in the ear, and this is happen happening because of Hashem's intervention. Mm. Mm. At this point, Avshalom did not have Bechirach of Shit. 
Hashem is taking his Bechila Chofshit, Hashem is intervening, Hashem is making him choose. And this shows us how much Hashem is usually behind. You know, it gives a lot of comfort, at least to me, to know that, uh, you know, uh, what's happening in the world and with Biden and with Russia and with Iran and with Netanyahu, but somehow, you know, when we don't have a step panim, when Hashem is not hiding from us, when Hashem can intervene and tell this, do that. So here the Pasuk is telling us, Vayomer, sorry, Vashem Tziva, Lehaferet Atzat Achitofel Atovale, Vaabur Havi Hashem Elav Shalom, Eta Ra'a. So for Hashem had ordained to nullify the good advice of Achitofel in order for Hashem to bring a calamity upon Avshalom. So perhaps if, I don't know, we don't have enough knowledge, but perhaps the natural thing for Avshalom and his men would have been to choose Atzat Achitofel. And if it was only for the fact that Achitofel was the advisor per excellence, he was never wrong. Every recommendation that he brought was always good. He's giving you a little bit of, he's answering you a little bit what's happening here with Achitofel, right? Okay, let's do uh, five more. No, we have more time, right? We have 10 minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah, so 8.30. No, no, before 8.30, there is a class here at, what time is your it's class? 8.20. 8.20? Well, 8.40. No, Okay, so we'll finish at 8.30. Thank you. We'll finish at 8.30. Okay, let's continue. Uh, Pasuk. Tetvav. Tetvav. So now Hushai has to continue his job. What was his mission? He was supposed to be there and give information to David. So Hushai then told Tzadok and Eviatar the Kohanim, such and such has Achitofel advised Abshalom and the elders of Israel, and such and such I myself advised. Why is Hushai telling them, this is what Achitofel said, this is what I said. If at the end of the day, we know that his advice was the one that uh, taken as the, the, the one to act upon it. Because, because they it, don't trust him. He doesn't trust Avshalom. He is afraid. He may what go if after they, plan A. What if they change their plans? Or what if he's just making me think? Whatever, he wants David to be prepared. And... Ve'ata, shilchu mehera, ve'hagidu le'david lemor, al-telenalayla be'arvot ha'midbar, ve'gam avor ta'avor, pen'yevula la'melech ve'cholam ha'shalito. So they are saying, go fast and tell the king not to sleep there. In the plains of the wilderness, but you must cross over the Jordan, the Jordan, lest the king, along with all the people who are with him, be swallowed up. And then, who is going to to run? Yonatan ve'achimatz. Then Yonatan ve'achimatz omdim ben rogel balcha hashivcha beigida laem ve'em yelchu ve'igidu la melech David ki lo yuchlu leheraot lavo haida. Yonatan Achimaz are staying in Enrogel. Let the maid servant go and tell them so that they may go and tell King David for they should not be observed entering the city. So they are doing it through somebody else to tell this man because they knew that they have been, they are being observed. 
you know, kings are, are paranoid to be surrounded with, by people that want uh, to spy or to kill them. So vayarotam nar, nevertheless, somebody sees them. Vayarotam nar vayaged leavshalom vayelchush neem meirav vayavou el bet ish parachurim velo be'er vechatzero vayerdu sham. But a youth saw them and he told Avshalom. So they both left quickly and came to the house of a man in Bahurim. He had a well in, the, in his courtyard into which they descended. 19. His wife took a curtain and spread it over the opening of the well and she scattered some growths upon it so that nothing could have been suspected. What does it remind us? These two men that came to spy for Yeshua, you know, when Yeshua was about to enter there at Israel, he sent two men, spies, and they, and they were also seen. So Rahab hid them. And that's, uh, the story is beautiful too. But it, 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 I say how beautiful it's to see this because it's a woman here, a woman there, and women are known to be very much uh, not able to keep secrets, but we see actually that they are... I also being, think they're more intuitive. They're being pretty good. They're intuitive, but usually to keep secrets, you know, yeah, when they... No, no, them. also the Perush, Nashim Da'atan Kala, they apply to the fact that, let's say, when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was hiding in the cave, at one point he decided... Sorry, not in the cave. He was hiding in the Bet Midrash with his son at the beginning. So at one point... His wife, his wife used to bring him food every day. At one point he tells his son, we have to go. We cannot stay here because Nashim Da'atan Kala. The Da'at, or the, I, I, I don't know how even how to translate it because it's not literal. The, the, I'm going to explain more than translate. Women are very easily convinced and in that sense, in that situation, it meant by torture. Like it's much easier to take out of a woman a secret because they are less uh, able Wait, to... Repeat the phrase in Hebrew. Nashim da'atan kala. So their information is lighter, meaning it's easier to extract information. Extract or to, or to change it. You are more... If you're talking in the terms of torture... Okay, in that angle, it yes. Makes it but if very... not, it could be that you can be influenced easily. So in that, in that story of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, that's how I, under, I, I learned. So, so exactly what happened now? So what happened now? Lorno Dadabar, they didn't find. They didn't find them thanks, thanks to, their, to, her, to this say, woman. They say this woman was the wife of the man that was stoning them. Was stoning oh, the David, wife of the one that was Oh, really? I didn't read that. Is that a they love connecting everybody. The Midrash, yeah. <laughs> you love doing that. I, 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 I didn't want to bring it here. I kept it for the future, but I bring it now. I heard a shiur by Rabbi David Menachem, and he was saying also, he was bringing another midrash, how I didn't take my notes. He was saying that who is a descendant from Shimi Ben Gera? Esther. Mordechai. Oh, really? Mordechai. Ben Kish, Ben Yemini. Oh, yes, it says. Okay, so he says, thanks to the fact that David was able to restrain himself. Like at the end, he knew what he had to punish. You cannot, the Moreve Malchut, Mamash, you cannot curse the king and throw stones at, at him. But the fact that he was able to restrain himself and he didn't act impulsively and he at that moment, he accepted it is a punishment for a, from a Kadosh Baruch Hu. 
So thanks to that, he was able to still have some descendants, and then we had uh, Mordechai coming from him. This is what our rabbis say. Um, what is next? So they come to, to the woman, then Absalom Sterban came to the woman into the house and they said, Where are Yahimaz and Yonatan? The woman said to them, They crossed the body of water. They searched but could not find them, so they returned to Yerushalayim. So they are able to come to David and they tell David, go and run, arise and quickly cross the water. Because this is what Ahitophel advised against you. David, They were able throughout the night cross the Jordan, all of them. Even one wasn't that was, was not able to cross the Jordan. Vahitofel Ra. Oh, pay attention. Vahitofel Ra. Kilonesta atzato. Vahavoshet ahamor. Vayakum vayelechel beto eliro. Vaitzavel beto. Vayehanek. Vayamot. Vaykaver bekever aviv. He hung himself. What is Ahitofel doing? Ahitofel is committing suicide. Suicide. When Ahitophel saw that his advice was not carried out, he saddled the donkey and arose and went to his house, to his city. He instructed his family and strangled himself. He died and was buried in his father's grave. I'm going to stop here. Let's just analyze what two sentences about, <laughs> about Ahitophel. Why do you think that Ahitophel is doing this? I didn't understand it because I read that he said he lost his influence. But actually, you're saying his influence was right. So why did he think that he lost it? Like they didn't listen to him. They, they didn't listen. They are but, not listening to but him. But maybe now they see that he got away. Maybe they should have listened to him. Like at the end, whatever they didn't want to happen happened. Like, like is, listen, if you are imagine you are think about us. Imagine you are a person that everybody in the community comes to ask you, and they respect you and what you say they do. Suddenly one day. Somebody else comes and says, no, I actually think differently. But and then they turn, why does, they it, why does it say it here? Why didn't it say it when he listened to Hujra? Like, because why is it after they are he explaining, the they're explaining now why did he commit suicide? Like, it doesn't matter. It could have happened perhaps immediately. The Psukim are telling it now. This, is what, this was his reaction. So one explanation is that you are, as you are saying, because he felt, that's it. I'm a nobody. All his... If you, oh, if your value, if you live your life feeling that your value depends on how others see you and suddenly that is not there, you disappear. If you don't have your own personal value. Yeah. Uh, but there is another reason, a little bit more logical. So why is he committing suicide? Yes. Maybe because he sees that even though he flipped from David to, to Absalom, and he thought that he would be revered the same way, and they're not revering him the same way that the next step would have been that they kill him. And so maybe oh, I he... I he's scared David is going to kill him. Now David got away. Well, now he's on both. Now Everyone. he knows he's yeah. going to come back. Like, he's stronger. Exactly. Ahitophel knew he was, his advice was good. He knew the way to finish with David was that night. Mm-hmm. Get him. And this is the moment. Stalling, and now that that's not happening... He is very smart. 
he knows that David is going to be able to get back on his feet. And then what is the, the Goral? What is going to be the future of Ahitophel? It's not good. No. It's not good. Is it? So he doesn't want to fall into the hands of David. Of course, we're not saying he, he was. Chachamim say about Achitofel. Perhaps next week I will bring some midrashim or what they say in the Gemara about him. He's considered a man of good manners. Sorry, of a lot of knowledge, but very bad midot, very bad manners. Very apikoros. also the fact that it says. Um, it reminded you of all of them. There's so many. There's Bilam, there's Yosef, there's Paro, there's a bunch that they Usually, Bayachavoshet Hamoro represents goal oriented. Yes. Fast. And it's like, don't wait for anyone to help you. I'm going to take care of this now. You turn this off? I will now. Okay.